Welcome to a new episode of Let's Accelerate, the innovation podcast of Bosch Innovation Consulting. We are very pleased to be discussing the extremely exciting topic of metaverse and everything connected with it with three colleagues from Bosch Digital today, Alina, Zubair and Yusuf. Alina is Digital Marketing Manager, responsible for innovation marketing of early stage development products and services, campaign management, internal change communication and event management. Zubair is senior technology consultant with over two decades of experience where he has been involved in various domains from finance, gaming, mobility and manufacturing. Yusuf is senior evangelist for emerging technologies, leading a technical consulting team where he and his team provide end-to-end -end support and consultancy across the Bosch Group in the areas of solution architecture, IoT, cloud, machine learning ops, Web 3.0 and Metaverse. We are very much looking forward to talking to you about the Metaverse, spotlighting different puzzle pieces connected to it, the most promising use cases for corporates and the role for Bosch. Alina, Zubair and Yusuf, welcome to Let's Accelerate. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot. Before we jump right into the topic of Metaverse today, I would love to talk with you about Bosch Digital, a newly formed unit at Bosch. So can you briefly tell us about what Bosch Digital is? Sure. So Bosch Digital is a newly formed unit with 10,000 experts all around the world. And our mission is to really shape together with our customers, the Bosch business units, the digital future of Bosch by building up digital business and also leveraging efficiency. And together, we will open new horizons through digitalization and also shape tomorrow with the Bosch business units. Now, I would say that that sounds very promising and um, important step for Bosch. Now, it uh, is. yeah, I, th I think so. Um, coming to the main topic of, of today's episode, um, so the metaverse, and um, as, as this is quite a buzzword today, um, still it is kind of defined a bit blurry or not really easy to grasp. Um, and when you follow online discussions or talk to people, uh, some even say that the metaverse as we speak does not really exist yet and is still to come. So talking about metaverse, other terms come up like virtual reality, blockchain and, and other technology terms. And to start the podcast here uh, on, on a common basis, I would be very much interested in, in how you define the metaverse or what's your perspective of it? Yeah, a very good question. I mean, um, for us, we see the metaverse, uh, it's, you know, massively scaled and interoperable network of real-time virtual worlds. Uh, they can provide immersive experience uh, for the users and they are persistent and they are effectively unlimited user can join this um, board. Um, you know, if you say that maybe it's a buzzword, uh, if you look to the media, there is different definitions. People see it as the next evolution of internet uh, or web, um, internet in 3D, and some companies, they define it based also on their product offering. Um, for us, it is like the three characteristics of immersiveness, that it is really you feel like it's real board you are in. It is a collaborative that you and me, we can do something together. And the persistent is the 
also important that the things you do in this virtual world stay forever there. So it's not like, you know, you remove the glasses and they are gone. So this is the three main characteristics. Mm -hmm. That makes it indeed more comprehensible to me. So and, and why do you think um, this is now such a big topic? So, you know, when we look at the evolution of uh, what we've gone through, like the Internet and such, right? Um, in the past, uh, we started out from um, like an old way of, of, of um, accessing the Internet and we were bound by the technologies um, we had back then, right? But like what Yusuf mentioned, right? Uh, Multi-user, massive scale, interoperable. All this came from uh, learning or, or an evolution we've done in the past, right? So in this case, it's faster internet, better sensors. Machine learning has come to crazy levels now. Yeah. So, uh, and with that, we can um, definitely see possibilities. Yeah. So in this case, we are looking at more um, experiences like the GPUs, for example, are so powerful that you can do amazing things. Why not apply it uh, in ways where we can benefit that? Yeah. And so, so for me, that 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 makes it more comprehensible. And still, I'm I'm a big fan of of having concrete examples to make it more tangible. So, do you have any any concrete use cases um, that the metaverse does already offer um, today? Yes, so we have identified three main categories, industrial, social and retail metaverse use cases. And maybe let's start with the social use cases, because they are probably the most apparent and I guess also the most clear ones. So we have seen various examples from the gaming sector that have gotten a lot of public attention, such as Fortnite, Roblox or Minecraft. But there's really more to it. Um, Marshmallow, Ariana Grande, and also, I guess it was Travis Scott, to mention just a few artists, they performed for the first time in the Metaverse last year. So you can really imagine listening to your favorite artist live and in the comfort of your own home. And this becomes possible with the Metaverse. And then another example I see is in the fashion industry. You don't have to travel to Paris, Milan, London or New York to really witness this latest fashion trends, but fashion weeks have been held by Dolce and Gabbana and I think also Tommy Hilfiger in the metaverse. And also, last but not least, I guess one of my favorite use cases is in the travel business. I'm a major traveler and I have still lots of places on my bucket list. And one of the most forward thinking metaverse use cases here is virtual tourism. So in this case, uh, the technology really allows you to travel in a virtual world, which is beneficial also for those who are unable to travel and go great distances. So Thomas Cook, for example, they have this called Try Before You Fly program. So it allows you to really um, virtually see your selected place or hotel before you then go and visit the place uh, afterwards in the physical world. And for businesses such as Bosch, this means that the entire employee experience chain can be reinvented. So with remote work and also workplaces of the future that become virtual, the whole employee relationships can be a lot more immersive, which also includes kind of recruiting and job fairs and also onboarding and training in the metaverse. So you see, uh, I really can't stop telling you all about these examples in the social metaverse because there's so much potential there. And it's also really um, yeah, driven by these benefits that you have a more interactive and engaged personal experience. And then maybe before I continue with the retail use cases, Zuber, can you tell us a bit about the industrial use cases? 
Uh, yes, thank you, Elena. So, of course, um, with the industrial internet, that's particularly interesting. Um, I think industri the industrial internet is what is buoying the whole metaverse topic right now. Why? Um, if you look at uh, the past few years, we have been talking about data as the oil. We've collected massive amounts of data, and you know we we have learned uh, that um, this data can be used in different ways, right? For the industry, this is it's, um, it's no different there. But then something happened, and this was COVID. COVID has proved to us that we needed something to work remotely, for example, as an example, right? And factories still need to run. And when factories go down, it's a big consequence when it comes to cost and such. And what we found is things like, as an example, remote maintenance or remote assistance. This has proved to be a, quite a big thing. It allows people remotely to come and manage your uh, factory, for example. Yeah. And if you think about training, training costs are pretty expensive, right? And with the industrial metaverse, it allows you to say um, virtualize your devices in ways that you can do training without having the physical device themselves. Yeah, and if we then take a look at the retail metaverse, uh, we see that online shopping experiences, they have quickly replaced the brick and mortar stores in the retail sector. And com companies are really constantly experimenting with new innovations and also in the metaverse. So many e-commerce retailers and companies are actively utilizing metaverse to give their customers a better experiences. For example, when you try on new clothing or eyewear or home furnishings and everything in between. So businesses can here really kind of open online shops where they can promote their products and services. Perhaps they can attract a lot of new customers who are able to really try things before they buy and really gain a better understanding of the features of the products and companies that sell retail and also almost or many luxury goods, they have already started the efforts in the metaverse. So for example, Nike really had uh, customers test virtual goods while playing games in the Nike land which is a micro metaverse that they created on the Roblox platform. So it's really critical here for the retail metaverse that brands concentrate on developing these really emotional and engaging retail experiences. And these are the three main categories that we see. So it's social, industrial and the retail metaverse. Very cool. Thank you very much for showing us those uh, different use cases. And I think it's very exciting when we think about any other additional use cases that might come up in the future. But I also assume that not everyone is that excited about the metaverse um, than, than you are or than me personally. I'm also very looking forward to, to the use cases um, because many people see something threatening in it or they envision a dystopian future with personal interaction between people will only take place via any avatars or only in virtual reality. So in your opinion, what are the challenges of the metaverse on the one hand for corporates uh, like Bosch, um, or, but on the other hand, also for the individuals? So how will it impact the business life and companies and how will it affect each of us as an individual? Uh, um, very good question. Maybe I start from the excitement part. I mean, really, it's depend who you ask, you know, and in which country. So if we go, for example, to, you know, maybe in Asia, many people curious about it, right? Because it's something new. If we look to other areas in the world, maybe think a little bit conservative about it. And even, you know, 
um, like it is a new trend, it will damage, you know, a social part of, of our life and it will has an impact, which is true. I mean, this is something mm-hmm. also like uh, we have to handle. And um, if um, also like we go to the before we go to the challenges, I think uh, as Alina started to classify, you know, these different three categories of social retail and industry, I mean, um, challenges is like also related to the acceptance, right? So like the acceptance of the user is very important. And we are talking about like the social and technical acceptance. So like, uh, do really I want to stay in, um, let's say in the virtual board for a couple of hours uh, doing my job there or like, you know, talking to friends or attending uh, attending a concert, for example, together. Uh, so some people uh, open for that. Um, we have also like, you know, the um, other people who don't think that this is something that they want to do. They want to go out and meet others. Uh, if we think about, you know, the tec- uh, technical acceptance, we are uh, still on the using hardware uh, and software, which is not really mature to a certain degree where you feel comfortable to wear, for example, VR glasses for ling- longer period of time. Even with AR, you know, some people has problem after one or two hours. So this kind of, you know, software maturity, hardware maturity, um, and also like user acceptance is very important. Um, other important aspect is the interoperabilities and um, standard. Um, now, uh, you know, every company like uh, Meta, like Microsoft, like um, other uh, others, they try to build their own metaverse, which we call it small M. If we want really to achieve the big M, which is like you can um, say it's like the Internet, you have to connect these small metaverses together. So I can go to Bosch website and then I can move to Daimler. I can move from Daimler um let's say virtual world or metaverse to Bosch metaverse and the other way around. And these uh, interoperability and the standards very, very big thing as we are using, you know, like different standards now um, in the industry. And um, we are as a Bosch also like part of the metaverse standard forum. We are working with many partners in the industry to define this standard. So we look to this, uh, what does mean also for our uh, product? So this is in terms of, uh, let's say, uh, the challenges how also it will impact our life. I mean, if we like it or not, the metaverse is there. Before 20 years, many people were skeptical about, you know, the um, smartphone was not even smart at that time. But, you know, like many people are saying, oh, you know, like, oh, kids, you know, sitting in front of the phone. But even now we are doing it as adult. I mean, can we live without, I mean, phone for five hours? It's almost not possible, <laughs> I, I don't right? I think so. <laughs> Yeah, and even without internet. And I think this is something will be the same for Metaverse. If we like it or not, it is developing, maybe not so quick, but it will be there. We can ignore it for a certain time, but I don't know if this is really uh, good for us, especially on the corporate uh, level. And um, that will be certain impact if we think, for example, even about the skills, you know, like a UX designer now designing a website using, you know, certain tools and, uh, for example, you know, try to take care about certain colors, menus, and so on. Now we are talking about like 3D, right? It's totally different. So like the skills, competencies, which we need in the individual and also on the corporate level, it will uh, change for sure. This is will happen in the next years. We will see it. Um, yeah, this is what I see in terms of challenges. Yeah, and 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 that that is super interesting, I think. And and to dwell a little bit more about um, upon this, so I th- I think like with any new topic, be it technology or, or in society, it's always um, super important to to get people involved, you know, and and uh, to get them engaged. So 
how can you engage people and and convince them or kind of show that the the metaverse is is connected to technology technology technological innovation and that's not a threat yeah but offers many opportunities do you have any kind of examples or what would be your best practices there um definitely first is education so you know um dispelling concerns and there's definitely going to be a lot of concerns everyone will always have that would be very important so um having strategies for outreach yeah so in this case um having those uh, devices hardware demos um available it's uh, it's always great and sometimes it's not only just having um this um demo or hardware but to find the right ones um you know uh, i've had experiences where you know there are people who are downright naysayers who are rather negative um being shown certain demos but you know after talking to them and kind of figuring out where they are and we show um, them the right things they completely change their mind you know so sometimes it's just um about connecting to them yeah secondly i think um in order to dispel this um we uh, uh, or make it a bit more comfortable we kind of have to explore we have to kind of innovate one of the things is maybe to find intermediary technologies so you know uh, i can appreciate that not everyone can even survive a 5 minute session on vr you know <laughs> we are built differently right yeah. we can learn this i would say but you know it's uh, that's always going to be the case so we have to offer alternatives for example um your mobile phone is quite ubiquitous right everyone has one how do we use existing technologies for the metaverse along with vr you know what we call asymmetric technologies right and this thing i think will increase a lot more uh, acceptance yeah we need to um, show options there i would say yeah and 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 finally we need to be able to show that the metaverse is doesn't does not replace people there's a lot of opportunities for you to uh a lot more opportunities given you know uh the metaverse is often about enhancing what you do so typically if you do um let's take an example of a uh, retail right or, 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 or servicing right so in this case you're not replacing the servicing industry you're just replacing a different medium of uh, uh connecting people right and this kind of things we kind of have to uh, educate people yeah otherwise people are going to say like oh yeah uh, it's going to uh, either replace jobs or it's going to kind of remove the real world and we all have to uh, go to the virtual world. that's not the case yeah so um, we just have to dispel these things yeah. yeah yeah totally so i i also think as you already mentioned the education part is very important you need to educate the people that they know how to use the technology to ben be beneficial for their daily life. And I think then right. the, the technology is also not a threat anymore. Absolutely. Um, may I add also something? I mean, I always look to our smartphone. I mean, a smartphone, you know, just like didn't replace the people at the end of the day, just made the life easier, yeah. made us like yeah. more efficient, industry more efficient. Everyone is, you know, like uh, really uh, more efficient. And this, I think this is the main thing. There's always like, Technologies and new trends um, help us uh, not really, right. you know, um, replacing people. Right. Yeah. Super. And and Alina, you already gave us um, a couple of minutes ago some some examples, real life examples for use cases from from various um, industries or segments. Now, I think it's it's super important to to make 
to make things tangible, right? And to, to be more understandable. So I'm very interested in now looking at Bosch. So what role does the metaverse play at Bosch? Yeah, are there some use cases you can maybe talk about and, and explain us um, what's already there or what's planned for the future um, at Bosch? Yeah, so what did we do last year? Um, I think maybe our main achievement was really to understand the topic and also the activities that are going on at Bosch holistically to really then assist the different Bosch business units with uh, consulting and also use case exploration and also kind of creating and simulating products in the virtual world before selling them. And uh, one use case which we were all really excited about is the Metaverse Job Fair. So in close collaboration with the central HR department um, called the People Acquisition Campus and also with uh, the business area Chester Systems Control, we really did this step towards a immersive Metaverse Job Fair at Bosch. And this allows uh, all kind of talents then to interact with our experts, so from HR and also from the technical departments. Um, to talk and to join conversations um, while being um, in different parts of the world. And for us, the, yeah, the benefit here is really that we can reach a larger pool of talents. We can overcome these kind of geographical barriers and we can also show uh, how cool Bosch is as an employer. And I think this was really exciting and lots of fun. Um, what we had with this use case. And for this year, we really want to focus on the community engagement. So the community that we have built within Bosch to really educate them and raise awareness. We want to focus on the industrial use cases, such as the product simulation that we talked about, and also uh, look and explore kind of technologies that go beyond the metaverse, such as generative AI, and then also build really kind of this ecosystem with internals and externals so i think these are some activities that we are looking forward in 2023 but maybe Joseph, um you can tell us a lot more about also the impressions from cs in las vegas yeah um, actually was really exciting i mean uh, over 400 companies uh, working in ar vr um, let's say mixed reality uh, technologies and um, we saw there, actually, there's um, a lot of trend in direction of haptics. So like, you know, smart gloves and, and so on. And uh, this is all related to the immersiveness. So like, it's not only like you see things, but you know, you start like feeling them. And uh, the trend is going in this direction. And uh, the topic had really a big weight there. I mean, we met uh, many uh, partners um, in the CS. Uh, we talked about collaboration. And uh, as Alina mentioned, uh, we are looking to work with partners because alone we cannot achieve, uh, you know, much in this direction. We have uh, to collaborate and uh, work together. Yeah. Very cool. Sounds, sounds very interesting. And to be honest, I'm a little bit jealous because I al al also want to be in, in Las Vegas to visit a CES. I think that's a really cool fair. <laughs> Uh, you are welcome. You can join our team and next year, hopefully that we will have something to present there and uh, we can go together. That would be great. That Sounds would be great. like a plan, Louisa. <laughs> Perfect. So as you know, uh, Manuel and I, we are from Bosch Innovation Consulting and we're dealing with new business models. So talking about the business models, what do you think, what are potential new business models in the metaverse? Are there any changes to current uh, business models or are they quite the same? 
may I start and maybe my colleagues also like um, add to that, Alina and Super. Um, if we think about, you know, like the current business models, there is a lot about, you know, subscription based. Um, we see this very strong in the automotive industry. So like BMW and other OEMs, you know, they started um, if you want certain feature like uh, X, for example, <laughs> you have to pay for it monthly. And uh, we see the trend of the shared economy in the last years. So like we have also a different generation which has different expectation, right? So like things, trying things before buy them. And if we think about uh, Bosch as a company, Bosch producing many products. Uh, now as an end customer, I go to, for example, if I want to plan my kitchen, I go to um, kitchen um, studio or company and say, okay, I want to do this and this, and this is the devices uh, I'm looking uh, for. And then, you know, uh, most of the time they don't have it, right? Um, you cannot see the functionalities. Then as an end user, you will go to YouTube, you will go somewhere, ask maybe someone and try to get information about these devices. Why we don't provide, for example, our products with the possibility to try them in virtual worlds to get to know maybe, um, you know, their capabilities and end uh, consumers, uh, you know, made a small fees and these fees can be deducted from the final invoice of somebody if they buy this product. So this is something that uh, we can think about it in terms of, um, you know, business model. And um, if we think also like, you know, even about like um, collaborative um, engineering, industrial metaverse, um, now we are selling a lot of hardwares for the um, OEMs like vehicle computers and so on. Now, um, if we have them in the virtual space where also OEM has, you know, different parts, they can test our products in advance and they get confident, for example, that the products will work. And this has helped us uh, to generate maybe more um, uh, sales uh, and uh, more revenue. And this is also like something subscription based we can, which we can do. So we can make them available for, you know, two, three months based on certain, um, let's say, price. So uh, we see the trend, it will go more and more in this direction, and there is a bigger acceptance for this topic. Uh, but maybe Alina, you want to add uh, something more and um, retail maybe. Yeah, before that, I think it is really crucial that we also uh, look at the acceptance rate and the adoption rate of these new business models. And I think especially with the younger generation um, entering the market, this will definitely rise. So they will already get to know the technology already in the classroom or in the university and then uh, bring it to our world, to the working and the business world. And I guess they will also drive the investment towards the retail industry, as you also, uh, just mentioned, or the entertainment industry. Because I guess nowadays, especially my generation, so the generation set, they are really drawn to the metaverse for these reasons that they kind of can experience it virtually. They have social connection there. They um, want the opportunity to invest in future technology and also um, identity in the metaverse here provides this kind of uh, new area for experimentation by building and dressing your avatar however you like. So I think Gen Z is really driving this kind of business models. And um, I guess they are not only an earlier, they are an early adopter now, but just like um, our grandmas learn to use social media, all the other generations, I guess, will adapt to the metaverse and <laughs> they will drive these new business models, I'm sure. And also they will drive these retail business models here. Yeah, and I, I might add that, you know, um, these days the creator economy is the one which is bringing a lot of money. You see TikTok, you see YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's massive. The people who are creating uh, content are earning a lot of money. And I think um, with the metaverse, you are introducing uh, new ways of creating content, yeah, potentially. And 
I would say it's even putting it on steroids. Yeah, uh, I uh, there's also opportunities that you know companies which uh, yesteryear was based on data and hardware become creator economy companies. Yeah, because with that, with being that they have the data, they have the models, they have the twins and digital twins and such. Um, then you can introduce this to the market, yeah, to create their own content, for example. So it's in the future, maybe not only uh, watching cat videos on YouTube, but on <laughs> being immersed into a, a, yeah. a place where you can even, you know, um, um, touch them and play around with kittens. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Exciting, exciting times to come. Honestly, yeah. yeah I mean, if Great. you think about it, you know, like even like um, you know, we have in Germany this website eBay Kleiner and Zeiger, right? So like, uh, I think in the future will be really this kind of um, virtual stores. So like, there will be like you know, you buy a product and you have a digital. Uh, let's say copy of it maybe it's connected right. also digital twin so you have all the information and this is also like where we can make on the corporate level you know some money right because we can make this technology available for on consumers and if i buy you a washing machine for example i have certified bosch digital twin where i know that right. really if this is still in a good uh, uh, shape or not and for example as a bosch if i know this information i can offer new services so if you think from this corner you know listen, you will not sell your products in the future only physical they will be always connected to a digital mm -hmm. part which is also like uh, you will sell yeah. or but, rent you know if you yeah. want <laughs> but you mentioned ebay right yeah the website it's a uh, typically a lonely experience i sit in front of the screen i have the only monitor there with the only mouse and i'm clicking along you know but in such uh, use cases in the future it's a shared experience you know i bring yusuf along to do the shopping we i don't want it. to go shopping <laughs> <laughs> right right but you know uh, but what can you imagine from a shared experience kind of uh, model yeah. what can you share uh, what, what can you sell i mean we don't know what we don't know right now but i think it's pretty exciting you know, uh, to think about the possibilities. Yeah. And it also takes kind of this learning experiences to the next level, because, I mean, yeah. you could recreate all these historical events for educational purposes in school. And then, like, the students, they can really, um, yeah, immerse themselves in these historical events. And I think this is also right. really a huge potential for mm -hmm. learning, training and, uh, yeah, classroom experiences. Yeah. Or travel to Mars or Jupiter and, and walk yeah, on the surface exactly. at least at Mars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fantastic, guys. Uh, we're coming close to um, to the end of our episode, and and that always um, means um, our famous sentence completion exercise. So, as the term says, um, it, it's it's very easy. So we start a sentence, you complete it, um, and I will address those sentences uh, to to each one to each of you. So, uh, starting with Zubair, uh, mm -hmm. in five years from now, the metaverse at Bosch will be? Um, widely accepted, even standardized uh, as a medium for alternative means of working, co-working, um, content creation, and acquiring talent. Looking very much forward to this. Um, Alina, interaction with new customers in metaverse will? I think take personalization and customization to new heights. So it will not replace physical or online customer interactions, but I think it will become a significant new touch point, similar to how social media became a new channel a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And finally, uh, Yusuf, 
The most promising use case for the metaverse, in my opinion, is? Um, I would differentiate between uh, corporate and individual. So I would say for individual, it is try before you buy. And uh, for corporate is uh, collaborative engineering, designing a product in virtual boards um, jointly with partners and service providers. Collaborative engineering, oh, already like it. Great guys. Um, so uh, this means we we are almost done. So um, finally, if if there's anything um, you might want to leave with our listeners, so for example, if anyone wants to reach out to you and learn more about Bosch Digital or um, the the metaverse um, applications you're driving forward, now would be the time to to share your your thoughts and your um, yeah your touch points. Uh, um, I want to say that uh, you know. Um, Metaverse is not um, a company. It's not associated to uh, Meta or Microsoft or to any other company. We always hear in the news, here is something, here is going something. Uh, but the ecosystem is already big and there is many players. So Metaverse is coming. Um, we'll be happy to get in connect with, with you guys. Um, you can reach me on LinkedIn, um, Yusuf Alzatom, uh, I think get the information. And maybe Zubair, you want to ask something? Yeah, you can reach me at Zubair, um, LinkedIn as well, at Zubair Hamid. Yeah. And we do have an email. Yes, it's called metaverse at bosch.com. You can always read exactly. us metaverse at bosch.com. Yes, and maybe also a few last points from my perspective. So I think really important to mention here is that it's not a finished concept. It is still being created by all these individual creators as we speak now. And um, yeah, don't be afraid. Just try it out yourself. Keep an open mind and also try to become a part of it. So it really also reflects your values. And for me, I think the next thing I want to try is joining a yoga lesson. Um, so I guess there's something for everyone to try it out. And um, I'm happy to connect also on LinkedIn. There is a yoga app for the VR if you do not know, <laughs> we know. <laughs> Good point. I can that. that makes me interesting. Okay, guys, it was it was our pleasure. Thanks very much for um, for being our guests. And yeah, stay tuned on our podcast. Let's accelerate. Cool. Thanks for having us. Thank Thanks for much. having us.